You're listening to episode number 13 of the Cryptar Show. I don't personally understand the value of something that has no actual value. If Bitcoin can capture 5% of the market cap of gold, Bitcoin's at $25,000. Go big money! I'm 15 moves ahead of you and everybody else. It is the Cryptar Show. Jesus Christ, we're only on episode number 13. I gotta start pushing out some more episodes on this fucking shit because I think that uh, you guys just deserve more. Listen, in this episode today, I'm gonna be going off track. I'm not gonna have a script in front of me, although I usually do for those of you who don't know. Um, I'm just gonna be talking about things that I've had running through my mind. I think that uh, some people will take some value away from this, uh, even if it's just one person. Um, You know, and, and this all stems from the consolidation period that we were that we are currently in um, in the crypto space aside from like uh, ethereum tokens uh, and ethereum itself obviously um, although it's important to point out I think we just reached uh, tops on ethereum um, so I think we might see some more uh, movements headed towards uh, the altcoins and the Bitcoin the god um, but yeah listen, um, during this period, I've seen some comments, um, on some platforms where people literally have said like, um, I've lost faith. Um, and I imagine that these guys are like new, they've, they've never really, they've probably heard of the markets, maybe in stocks, but they've never really messed around, uh, with anything I'm assuming. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, the problem that I see here, uh, and I spoke about this, we're going to touch on some things that I spoke about in episode, I don't remember the episode, it was called uh, The Holy Bubble. There's a sense of impatience within the cryptosphere, I think, and it's especially because there's a lot of new investors. Um, and I always like to bring this back to like uh, the dot-com bubble, which actually brings up a good uh, point. T- today, I actually got a text message from one of my friends. She used to work at Bear Stearns before they went under, and she wanted to know the compa- uh, She wanted to understand a little bit more about the tulip mania and the comparison that they usually do with Bitcoin. Um, and it's true. If you take a look at the tulip mania chart and you compare it to Bitcoin, it is uh, similar. But you're ignoring the fundamental aspect of it, where tulips are tulips and blockchain technology is blockchain technology. There is actual value behind uh, the technology. Um, there is solution added to the table. People can actually benefit from the technology. On the other hand, tulips are really just tulips. They're, they can be grown. Um, it's really easy to replace. Uh, additionally, I wanted to add to that, back in the 1700s, I think that that type of data that was documented isn't viable for today. I just don't think that there's enough data is what I meant by that. Um, so that's why I usually take a step forward and like to talk about uh, the dot-com bubble, um, and not, not so much the 1929 crash, but the dot-com bubble in specific because it was an era of new technology it's uh, where the internet was booming um in 1995 the, the com- computer came out most people were excited about the internet and they knew that there was mass adoption to take place however when you take a look at the economic standpoint from that er- uh, period we had investors who were blindly throwing cash into ipos where they haven't done any homework. They basically, they really didn't evaluate whether or not the company was stable or it was going to uh, have exponential growth within the next X amount of years. They, they basically just hopped on this train where there was a bull market and everyone was making their money off of their initial investments and no one was losing until uh, it, it all came crashing down. 
businesses went out of business and people lost a lot of money. A lot of people stepped away from the markets at that point, which uh, I think will happen in the crypto space. Uh, I think that the pain will be so catastrophic that those guys will just kind of like, <laughs> they'll call the quits. They'll be like, okay, I've had enough of this. And that actually that actually has to happen. The market needs to milk out the, uh, the herd. But um, yeah, listen, this whole thing where patience plays a part, I think it does. Uh, I'm a, I know it does. I'm a huge believer in patience. Uh, I'm a huge believer in learning. Um, but I think this all starts off like, first of all, I, I do believe that we're living in a society where instant gratification is a thing. And um, this sort of thing just kind of really taps on that nerve there because we've seen people make couple million uh, over the last couple of months and um, it's really interesting especially like psychologically what happens to an individual when something like that happens and I've I've experienced it outside of the crypto space fortunately so I, I understand how it is when you make a crazy return uh, in a short period of time where your brain can just be like, what the fuck? Like you think about the jobs that you had and you're like, I just made X amount. Uh, and it, it could have taken me like fucking a year or two to make that your perception, uh, your monetary perception gets distorted, first of all, and you are stuck in cloud nine. Um, usually when that happens with me, I take a step back from the markets. I don't like to look at them. There's a reset um, because I know that psychologically it, it, it's the most important thing. It's, it's my most powerful tool, my psychology, my, my psychological state. Um, when I'm behind the computer, like you can stare at me all day uh, while I'm trading and you'll never know if I made or lost money. Uh, it's just uh, that emotional detachment that you need to have from uh, trading. You know, now, now coming back from that, most people don't have that emotional detachment. And most human beings, I think, don't know how to process pain in a rational manner where they can take the loss and say, okay, this is why I lost. Um, and if they're hungry enough, they're going to say, this is the solution to that loss. Let's move forward and make sure that that doesn't happen again. We're wiser this time. Um, again, I just don't think, um, I don't think some people may ever get to that point. Uh, I do think However, uh, we have a lot of time in front of us. I think we have a lot of room for growth, especially with this technology. Uh, what I don't know is regulation, uh, because that is a hot topic that people want to talk about. Especially, you know, you know, we 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 know that our banks and our governments don't want they they don't want this decentralized system out there. They enjoy having the control. And you can't blame them. They've had it for so long. How are you going to strip it away from them like that? I don't think they're going to let that happen. So I think there's a lot of changes to be seen. Uh, I think that the market has a lot, a lot of maturity. To, to, it has to mature. Um, it just has to happen. Uh, and we'll see it with time. I think as time progresses, as people become more experienced, uh, we'll see changes in the market. Um, but for now, I think that uh, hodlers um, and day traders are in good standing. Uh, 
some day traders. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand too much of that whole, uh, I'm going to put in a whole position today and take it out within the next couple of minutes in cryptocurrency. It just doesn't make any sense to me, uh, which actually brings me up to this next part that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, it's my method of distributing my asset in such a way where I can maximize profit uh, on the asset. So let's say I put in um, X amount uh, into, let's say, I don't know, Stellar Lumens. And uh, I will take 33%. This is my number. This is the way I set this up for myself. You can do it however you want. Um, I also have different systems in which different circumstances may provide a specific system to be favorable. Um, but that, it's just, that just gets a little complex. Uh, I, so the, the most basic thing that I do is I have my full investment and then I take 33% of that and I say, okay, this is going to be day trading uh, and position trading. Um, and that way I'm still writing uh, market movements. Um, uh, the reason why I hodl is obviously because of the technology. I believe in the technology. I believe in the team. Um, and if I understand, if I know that the, the thing that I have is undervalued and there's potential growth to that thing, then I'm holding on to it. Um, but that 33% is being uh, distributed within a couple times within a week. Uh, and that's just how I stay profitable. That's how I know that um, in the long run, I know as I diversify as well, it'll, it, it'll stay in the green for me essentially, because I'm not just invested in cryptocurrencies. Thank God. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's basically my piece of the pie. I hope you have pie. <laughs> I hope you're fat like me and enjoy pie. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So listen, guys. This this is this is really it. Um, it was just a bent bunch of random thoughts, I guess. Uh, I hope I got something. Uh, I hope you guys got something out of this. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Honestly. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode. If you're not following me on um, Instagram, go ahead and follow me at Manny the Trader. Uh, Stock Twits, same thing at Manny the Trader. Follow me on TradingView.com at EJSM. I do post uh, ideas on a very frequent basis, and I update all of them at a frequent basis as well. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please go subscribe. Please be advised, I am not your financial advisor. The investments and opinions offered on this show, The Cryptar Show, may not be suitable for all investors. If you have any doubts as to the merits of an investment, you should seek advice from your financial advisor. Thank you.